Sideburns versus skinny jeans. Walkmans versus AirPods. Millennial or Gen Xer, we're going to dive right in to family, finances, and fun. Mom, is my laundry done? Really, Ryan? Welcome to In My Day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of In My Day with Ryan and Dave. How's it going, Dave? Hey, Ryan. I am doing absolutely phenomenal today. What you got there? Oh, well, take a sip. Let's give it a try. Cheers. Mm. What do you think? What does it taste like to you? It's good. I, I'm I'm not the bourbon connoisseur, so that's that's I'm gonna let you describe that one. Can you taste the ocean in it though? Take another sip. The ocean. The ocean. Any salt? Any any sea breezes? Do you taste any seagull? Maybe sea breeze, but no salt. No fish, no seagulls, nothing. Sailors, nothing. Nothing. All right. Well, this what we're drinking today is Jefferson's Ocean. Okay, and this thing is for the reason it's called Ocean, right? And it's famous is this bottle is actually from Voyage Twenty Three. So they actually take this stuff, they put it in the bourbon barrels just like everybody else, but then they don't put the bourbon barrels in a rickhouse. Guess where they put them? No they, idea. They put them on a barge. They send these things out to sea. No joke. And they age these in the barrels out at sea. Well, that's pretty cool. Where'd you get this one? Actually, this one was given to me by my mother-in-law. Wow. Good Lucky guy. Good. She gave me this and a couple cigars. <laughs> there you for go. For my birthday. You can't believe, you know, can't. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is awesome. So, yeah, Voyage 23. That's uh, MJ's number, Michael Jordan, back in the day. And, um, you know, we're drinking bourbon that came from a vessel from the ocean. Kind of random. I actually get the taste of salt. Really? In the bourbon. When you think about it, it's like, think of it like a margarita. And think about the a margarita line, the glass line with salt. I could see it. Now that you say it, I could see it. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, well, today we are diving into our best and worst financial decisions. Dave, I know I told you that we were going to go into my best and worst yeah, financial decisions. Yeah, I cannot decisions. wait to hear all of the terrible things you've done. But we're going to start with what everyone wants to know, which was your worst financial decision ever. No, we're not. That's absolutely crazy. You you told me you were going to talk about your best and worst financial decisions. Oh, I lied. You're up first. Go ahead. I'm putting you on the spot. All right. My worst financial decision ever. Oh, this is a good one. And I'm actually ashamed because years ago, I worked for a Fortune 500 company. And I actually got written up from my, by my boss at the time for spending my lunch hours day trading the stock market. Because my real passion wasn't the work I was doing. It was the stock market. I've always had that bug. Ever since my mom called me her little banker when I was, you know, five, six, seven, running around with piggy banks, collecting money after uh, Sunday dinner every, uh, you know, every Sunday. But I was trading the stock market at work on my lunch breaks. And she got so upset about how well I was doing. Apparently her portfolio wasn't doing that well. That she wrote me up. Truly. And her write-up was not for my work. It literally said he's written up for trading the stock market. So you know what I decided to do? I was so livid at that. I was like, you're just jealous. 
And I think to this day she's still jealous because I've got a much better job. Is she a client? No, but I keep in contact <laughs> with her. I do keep in contact. We're on good terms. And she's doing what she loves now. Neither of us are working at that place. <laughs> but the point is, I left that place. I went into this business. And, you know, when I started in this business, they said, well, you got to have a little extra money. The only money I had in the world at that time, you want to guess what it was? I would 401k, I guess. It was my 401k account. That's the only thing I had because for like 18 months I've been putting money in there because everybody said put money in, doesn't yeah. that. And, and I'd put, I don't know, maybe 10 grand in there. And after the penalties, fees, and who knows what, whatever, maybe it was more than that, but I think I got nine or $10,000 out of it. What, you cashed it out? Yeah. I don't look at me that way. Don't look at me that way. I know. I know. How many times have you told, heard me tell people in meetings when they're like, well, I'm going to take a loan for my 401k. A, a or lot. I'm going to cash my 401k out. And I say, what do I say? Don't do it. Because why? Because it ends up costing you more money in the long run. It's the absolute dumbest thing a person can do, right? <laughs> the absolute most expensive money you can ever take. Now, the reality is most of the clients we work with, they have home equity lines, right? They have other assets they can take from. It's not just their 401k. Roll back to me in time, back in my day, the only asset I had literally yeah, outside of my beat-up old blue Saturn four-door car with Tupperware. That had to be quite the sight. I had Tupperware sides on the car where you could literally kick the car. And they were like made out of like rubber plastic, like a garbage bin. You could kick it and it would literally go boop and pop back out. No joke. A true beater. A true beater. Saturn. It was awesome. It only, only, only lasted for a few years. But I had one of those. And I took this money out and I used that money. I can't even tell you exactly what I used the money on. I wish I could. But all I do know is I used it as my start to make it into this business. And the very first year in this business... My social security statement says that I made $9,000. That's $9,000. I actually made the first year in this business at least a third, if not a fourth, less money than what I left a corporate job for. As, And I was on the bottom rung of corporate America. I mean, like if there's a bottom rung and there was a guy on the bottom rung, I was the guy hanging on to that guy's shoelaces. <laughs> Okay, so I was waiting. It wasn't like I was like... You weren't leaving from being the CFO of Apple. No, I didn't make a big mistake, okay? It was just the start of a career, and I looked at it, and I said, eh, eh, I want to do stock market stuff. And what pushed me over the the ledge, though, to do that was that letter well, saying that I was not being a good employee because I was spending my lunch breaks, which are my time, trading the stock markets. You're still upset about that letter, aren't you? I'm still... And you know why I take it personally? Because... Everything in life, if you want to be a great person, I truly believe if you want to live life as aggressively as you can and be a great person, you take everything personally. It doesn't mean you have to react, but it, it creates fuel. It truly creates fuel for all the future decisions you make. And when you look back and you see how far you've come in life, many of those things are very positive fuel to toss in that fire every single day. And I think I still have a copy of that letter somewhere, and I'm going to dig it out. We're going to look at it together. I'd like to see that. That might be that might be fun. So that is truly my worst financial decision, and that is why, you know, I'm a big believer as a financial planner that 
every one of us is human. Every person that comes in the office, everybody that works here is human. We've all, we all make mistakes. But the key is, is learning from those mistakes. And that's why now I've, I, I truly believe I've saved people countless thousands and thousands and millions and millions of dollars and their future selves are going to thank them by not taking loans from the 401k, by not cashing them out. And I wish we could do the number on how much money that money that I took out would be worth. But of course, we can't do that. After 25 years of being in the market. I would love to know what that number is, but we can't do that. You know? But I bet it's a big number. Probably. I would I would fathom, you know. It's probably a pretty big number. And it's a big mistake. So my future self and my current self now are both looking back at that young kid, 21-year-old kid, thinking, what were you thinking? But I didn't know any better. So about that's enough about me. Tell me about you, Ryan. What what? Make me feel better. So I haven't cashed out a 401k yet. But when I was between my sophomore and junior year of college, I did run up a bunch of credit card debt. Ooh, that's a bad one. It was probably like, I think when I was at the peak, it was around like 6000 bucks, which doesn't sound like a ton, but when you're a college kid, that's what not making any money. What was your net worth then? My net worth was probably half of that. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so like, for the, like, if you so, were a country running yourself as a country, you, you would have had like negative 200% GDP? Yeah. I mean, I'd have been... Okay. I'm in trouble. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but I, I ran it up, and it, at first it seemed okay because I just swiped the card. I paid minimum payment. It was all good. Uh, but then at some point I realized that every time I was going out to eat and I got a burger for 12 bucks with a $4 tip, that that $16 was actually costing me like 30 if you calculated <laughs> the interest and everything. And the math side of me just couldn't deal with that anymore. Um, so I ended up just saying enough is enough. I'm going to try to live cheap for a little while, and I got a job at a restaurant, uh, Malone's in town, actually. So you were, wait a second, so back to the burger for a second before yep. I go to Malone's. You were basically eating, like, prime beef burgers. Exactly. But but from Tally Ho or yeah. somewhere like that. Where- Tally Ho was one of the better ones, though. I mean, that was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was on the higher end. So This is great. This is yeah. great. But, I mean, once I got fed up with that, I went and – that honestly led to one of the best financial decisions I ever made. What was that? I decided to be done with the running up the credit cards, so I went and got a job at Malone's and just hustled for a summer, basically. It was between my sophomore and junior year, and uh, was able to pay down the credit card, and I also met some people that connected me with Family Financial at there. So Really? Yeah. That's how I ended up getting here. my first internship here. So I had no idea. Yeah. So that's how I ended up getting my first internship here. So it ended up leading to a career. So in a way, the worst financial decision I made might have been the best financial decision I made. Because if I wouldn't have gone to that debt, maybe I wouldn't have got that job. Maybe I wouldn't have got this career. So who knows? Well, and and you were also working there. And as an employee, you probably got something off on your meals, right? Yeah, 40%. So like I've heard that, that that whole Malone's, Harry's, that whole BHG group, they encourage all the people that work with them to eat the menu, basically. So you, is that correct? Yeah, they had, we had 40% off on anything we wanted, food, not alcohol. Um, And then also they had after 10 p.m. there were dollar mini burgers. So when I was real broke, that's all I had because the server shift would be done around 1030. I'd get $3 mini burgers, 
that was dinner. So I I was <laughs> I went from the thirty dollar Tally Ho burger to the dollar mini burgers at Drake's for three bucks. And the mini burgers at Drake's were honestly better than the Tally Ho thirty dollar burger. So there's something to be said for that. It worked out okay. And so. you actually every time you walked out of there, you probably felt better because you knew you were taking care of the the hole that you dug for yourself, but you were yeah. digging yourself out. You didn't need any government intervention. You didn't need anybody giving you a free handout. You just said, I'm going to do some hard work. I'm going to take care of this air, and I'm going to make it a win. And it, it really wasn't that bad either because one it was one summer that I basically worked five doubles a week, which was 60, 70 hours, and I would still have two days off a week to go do something fun. And Sure. Uh, but I was able to dig my way out of that hole, and everyone there used to make fun. They called me uh, – what did they call me? It was a joke. I'm – I, I was even thinner then than I am now, yeah. and I used to run around the restaurant, and they would—I I got some funny. There were some funny jokes made about me that some, some of my <laughs> friends could tell you about, but it was—it was all worth it. So it was good. So, so all right. Oh, wait, speaking of that, I mean, like, so, and then you found your way here, which was pretty cool, um, through another server, right? Mm-hmm. That you that you met there. Uh, it's funny how the stars align, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, so that said, what what would you say is your was your best financial decision? Probably, probably deciding to be done with that debt and getting that job at Malone's was the. I don't know if that's per, per se an exact financial decision, but I mean, okay. of the hundreds of stocks I've looked at over the years, that's it, not really as important as the actual decision. To just say, you know what, let's not have this credit card debt. Let's get out of this, and that allowed me to be more successful in the other things I do uh, because of that. And like I said, that led to the internship here which led to a career here and it's just domino which definitely effect was your that, absolute best financial decision yeah i mean actually it, it really that that's why i say that was the first one that was kind of the turning point so that's why i say that was the best yeah. one yeah, yeah um but it all worked out that's awesome what what was your best financial decision i mean absolutely 100 percent quitting my corporate job so same kind of thing it's same kind <laughs> i think i think sometimes you know even though even though you know we have a Gen Xer and we have a Millennial sitting here on the mics. You know, there's some ways we're kind of peace from the same pot. You know, mm-hmm. we both grew up working. I mean, uh, through college, you know, I worked all kinds of jobs from cleaning grease grills in the kitchen to dish duty to wiping tables down and bussing stuff within the school cafeteria that I went to school to being a night clerk, you know, literally working 30 hours a week in the evenings. A night clerk where? At a shell station in Wilmore. I don't even want to go into those stories, but we'll do that on a later episode. I was literally, uh, we could talk, we, we should do an episode about worst jobs we've had. Okay. You know, and I've got, I'll, I have so many other worst jobs and even that, but I have so many good stories about that. In fact, why don't the next episode, why don't we just do one about the worst jobs we've had? Sounds good to me. That's great. But no, seriously, the, the best financial decision I ever made was at a very young age deciding I can always go back and work in, in corporate America if striking out on my own, you know, entrepreneurially doesn't work out. Yeah. It's always there, right? But at the same time, before I had kids, before I had, you know, their schedules, a whole family schedule to maintain, deciding to start out in the financial services business and then seeing what we're now actually as of today – do you realize today it's 22 years from the day I actually got my first brokerage license? Really? To this well, day of, of recording that, which is pretty cool. So that means I've been in the business, as of February, I'll be in the business for almost 25 years. 
So just it's funny how things kind of you know take time, develop this and that. But um, it's really kind of a neat thing. But being able to now be in a career where I'm able to help everybody and all the people we work with every single day, support our team here in the office, see people realize their dreams, not just employees or not just clients, but also employees. It's really cool. I mean, watching you buy your first home, you know, I'm moving into my next new home here shortly, you know, so-and-so, you know, down the chain of command is going to be getting their first apartment outside of school because they just graduated. I mean, it's just, it's fun to see people through those life stages and those life steps um, and to celebrate with people. That's what I absolutely love about this, um, this occupation is that we get to celebrate, you know, all of the great things that happen with life, new homes, new babies, new jobs, promotions. But then we also get the other side, which is I got laid off. I got fired. I retired and I don't know what to do with my time and I'm miserable. Yeah. You know? he- hearing the stories at funerals about clients that you've known for 20 years, that's yeah. can be tough, but sometimes you can realize what kind of an impact you had on people. It is. And it's, and that's the thing. I'm like, we had one the other uh, two weeks ago I went to and it really, I, when I got, when I was young, I used to look at funerals and think, oh my gosh, this is a, a really, really sad thing. And I mean, it is, but at the same time, most of these funerals for the majority of these people, if they've really lived their life, they, these are celebrations of life because when you hear all their family members talked about and their friends and all the different social circles that you had, you only knew them through one little small piece of their life, yeah. right? Um, maybe they golfed with us or they went to a social thing or supper club or whatnot, but then they also worked with us financially. But we had no idea, like, the other buddies that were veterans. We had no idea, you know, that, you know, their neighbors. We had no idea their church friends or their Bible study groups or the, you know, guys down at the VFW, you know, or Kiwanis, all the different people they made their mark on. Yeah. Um, it's really cool to hear those stories and see it. And, and it tells me that what I'm doing today, it's not just about dollars and cents. It really is about people and living life with people in community and enjoying that. So I wouldn't trade that decision, that best decision of I'm going to quit my corporate job and strike out on my own. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Even your 401k? Well, <laughs> you got me there. I mean, gosh. I'm just playing. <laughs> You're pulling at my heartstrings, brother. You're I pulling just had, out. I just had to get one more dig at you before we wrapped up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I Man. That hurts. That hurts. But you're absolutely right. And that's why this show exists is to show people that we are human just like you. We we now don't make those same mistakes only because we lived and we learned. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode in my day and tune in next week for another one.